brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 683 for the week of Monday, August 16th, 2021. My name is Ed. My name is Steve. And my name is Alex. And joining us this week, we have uh, first our very special guest, a director for Rick and Morty and various other animated productions. We have Brian Newton here. Yo, how's it going? Brian. Ryan, good to have you back. Yep. And uh, we also have our anime recap host, Sam Leach, is joining us today. Thank you for joining that us, That would Sam. be me. <laughs> and uh, it's important that you're here because we have a double anime recap for episode 986 and 987. That is fighting music, an ability that uh, hurts Luffy, or harms Luffy. And 987, his dream broken, the trap that lures Sanji. So to talk about those two episodes of the manga this week. Unfortunately, Jump is off this week because it is it is the Obon Festival, so Jump will return next week. And, uh... Yeah. So, as, as far as the uh, One Piece podcast goes, we, uh... Zach should be rejoining the podcast in a couple of weeks. And as such, uh, we've, we've been announcing some changes to the podcast uh, on, the, on the Twitter feed and on our Discord and everything. But, um, yeah, so we're adding an editor to the One Piece podcast, and um, he's here lurking in the background. He's not going to speak, because he's not recording right now, but uh, I just want to welcome Dan to the show, and uh, hopefully, you know, I want to thank him for taking this on and uh, helping us make the show. So, welcome, Dan. Um, Previously yeah, heard on last week's podcast. So. <laughs> exactly. And... Uh, yeah, as far as the rest of the podcast goes, we're going to have some peace together, and I think we're just going to have some leisurely discussion about that. So I think we're going to mm -hmm. start right in with the peace together this week, unless anybody has anything they want to add. I was going to say, speaking of uh, leisurely discussion, uh, sure. how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, going I'm, I'm doing all right. I've been pretty tired since I got back from Otakon. 
uh, Alex and I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> I bought oh, oh. No. Uh, only only one hour difference in time zones. How do you manage? <laughs> well, I went from like you know my, my 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 day job. I wake up at five thirty a.m. Like I'm staying up until one one o'clock, and then uh, having an eight hour delay in the airport and on the plane also sucked. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we followed your saga throughout our uh, our group chat, <laughs> and uh, oh, and I did get to listen to the episode that you guys did on Monday, and uh, or at least I've listened to the first ninety minutes of it. It's pretty good so far. So uh, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone fully appreciates uh, the glory of that Robin fight. So, um, I, yeah, <laughs> it was a good chapter. I'm sorry I missed out. How are we uh, enjoying the manga this summer? It's been. Uh, it's been quite the uh, fight fest. Yeah, it's been um, it's been ramping up overall. Uh, you get the stuff with Kondro, and you get the, uh, the the tragic scenes with Yakuza Nine, and now sort of pairing off into the single fights. So uh, it's definitely getting down to the nitty gritty of the Wano arc, of the Onigashima part of the Wano arc. We still got the big three left too, which is like King hasn't been around in like months <laughs> king has king? done hardly nothing this entire saga yeah it's all about king queen. has, uh, king has barely been a character right. you know if jack wasn't so much a schmuck like <laughs> king would be like bottom tier I, i'm uh, expecting like Oda's gonna have a reveal with king, king like the whole big mom wanting him because he's yeah. a special race so oh, he's yeah. holding on to king for some reason or he's got another pika voice and just <laughs> <laughs> if, if we should be so lucky I mean, he's Cut a curry mouth. He still has to take that mask off. Right. I mean, he has smoking, but we haven't seen his face. Yeah, he's got a beak. He's, he right. has a beak mouth. <laughs> well, he could be with the um, with the wings. He could be a Skypean of some kind, a sky person. Uh, more than likely a Blinka with his wing size. Mm. That's or, the uh, uh, that's uh, one of Enoru's people. Yeah, and Unruj. Oh, there's oh god, there's so many different ways of saying that. Uh, Burka. Burka? No, not Bilka? Burka. <laughs> Bilka, yeah, I've definitely seen Bilka. Bilka. Yeah, Bilka. Yeah, Bilka. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it could be transliterated as Burka. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I like Blinka. I don't care. King, put back on. Put your Burka back on. I like the Blinka. Like the moon. Like the Blinka. <laughs> um, it's called Blinking. King. <laughs> it's um, Blinka from Street Fighter? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's like the summer so far, and with all the all the space between chapters, the summer's been sort of the summer of uh, characters who don't get fights getting fights. We've had Jinbei, Nami, uh, Nami did fight. It, you know, she had assistance, but it was a fight. Nami, Jinbei, and Robin all got all got fights, and also uh, I think we're gonna yeah. Did we get Frankies yet or not? Yes, yes. Frankies. yeah, we, get, we have Frankies too. Yeah, exactly. So don't, don't you remember the Triceratops that could fly? God, that was a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chopper, sort of, <laughs> Chopper sort of got to fight Queen, but... Yeah, I wouldn't call that yeah. a fight. Chopper uh, did I would say... Th- he'll sign the line a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I would say the manga's been on, uh, on cruise control this summer, and not necessarily... You know, I'm not saying that's an insult, but it's just been like, all right, now it's, just, it's all action. All summer, um, and I'm and I'm really curious where where the story's gonna be heading towards the end of the year if we're gonna be wrapping up this arc. Um, mm. I think I should bet money. Because it. it seems like we're spending one to two chapters max on 
taken out the Toby Ropo, who at this point, I think, yeah, they're all gone now. With, that, you know, that's a fine pace. Drake. We're only getting yeah. like three and a half chapters a month. Mm-hmm. We used yeah, to get, th- you know, four to five, yeah, yeah. depending. I think, yeah, I think the breaks is what's been feeling like it's like, oh, it's just feels like not a lot has happened but i mean a lot has happened but i think i mean we've yeah, been I, on this island in this conflict for like 40 chapters i was still i was like shivering at the thought i was like oh wow wano started in the summer of 2018 i'm not even counting wano i'm <laughs> counting only gashu <laughs> yeah um yeah it's uh, it, it it just feels like uh, a lot less has happened just because i think it's those the on again off again breaks like hell last week i didn't even know the manga was taking a break because it didn't say at the end of the chapter so much to my yeah, dismay well, i mean it was just i think that's because more so because all of jump is off so there's not going to be a magazine as opposed to just one mm-hmm. piece having the week off so i just they didn't feel the need to announce it like that yeah i guess so yeah but hmm. i guess what, what do we got next because we still got dog storm and jack uh, I swear, Cat if Cat Piper, Piper doesn't and... join that fight, I'll be really disappointed. Well, well Cat I Piper's think he's got his Parospero. claws full, yeah, with... Uh, right, Parasparo. Yeah, because he has uh, to fight with Parasparo because oh, of what right. happened with Pedro. He's got he's got his claws... Parasparo called all, it. All Pedro blew with... his own damn self up. Well, that's... Yeah, but... That's this rude. Is a, yes, but disinformation has spread, and... Uh, <laughs> that, that ain't and... fake news. <laughs> well... <laughs> I didn't say it was fake. I said it was rude. <laughs> Carrot's got to get a comeback. Yeah, but it's also it's Parasparo. Do you really want that guy just running free? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Not with that tone. What's wrong with you? Roaming and, the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine it like a uh, cat just getting all that candy in their fur. <laughs> Damn it! I just wa- I just wanted to get back to that point, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be licking got... himself all over with just yeah. covered in gooey candy. It's, you gotta get that non-clump Parasparo candy. <laughs> The clumps. Uh, but yeah, uh, we have those two fights. Of course, Sanji and Queen. Uh, Zoro is most definitely fighting King. Yeah, well, actually, happening. like that's a, a part of the, this whole summer has been like the exercise of keeping Luffy and Zoro out of the fight. Like at this point, because mm-hmm. like they they stopped, like they they got beaten down. What like at the end of spring, and they've sort of been out of the story, or they've been around the story, but they haven't been the focal point of the story for the last few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's um, uh, what, what I'm uh, really looking forward to is post arc, uh, post arc shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Considering that uh, this is probably the only time in the series history that uh, Sanji's bounty will be higher than Zoro's. Uh, oh yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah I, I hope, landed I hope a, Sanji enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, landed a pre- Zoro landed a pretty good hit on Kaido, and uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll, uh, you know, make King eat his lunch. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And we still got sure uh, Sanj. and we still got Kid Law and Killer fighting uh, Big Mom. So. Right, uh, and it's interesting. Wait, uh, Killer's uh, fighting Hawkins. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Poor. <laughs> it's the, the fight nobody cares about. <laughs> That's the fight where you can just show me the ending of it. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, Battle of the mediocre uh, supernovas. I have a. Both I have not, sympathy both for knock Killer. Yourselves out, please. Yeah, I, I have sympathy for Killer after like. Watch, actually, actually, after watching these anime episodes the last couple of weeks, I do have some sympathy for him, and they've done a good job of making him, you know, more than he, he's slightly more than one note as a yeah. character. But um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay to see that fight. 
That's it's the piss break match. That's that's uh, that matches no buys, no buys. Um, I'll put a lot. That just means it's going to be the best one. It's interesting. I think Greg was speculating on Twitter a few weeks ago about um, Zoro's going to get this infusion of this drug to. uh, He's basically going to like triple his damage later on. So he's going to be like, once that effect, the effect of that drug wears off, he's going to be like messed up for a while. I think Greg was speculating that, that could really put a damper in uh, Luffy trying to, I don't know, whatever happens with Saba, whatever happens with the revolutionaries, that Luffy won't be able to go after them so much and he'd have to focus on, on his own thing. I want Zoro to be like stuck in a full body cast for like traveling to the next arc. <laughs> I mean, it's a, I think to drive home, like, to make this drug use actually a sacrifice, he's going to have to, like, I don't know, be out for, like, the first half of the next arc or something like that. That could like, happen. I mean, remember like, what happened. Because otherwise, yeah, it's, otherwise it's just kind of, um, it's kind of a cheap rejuvenation for that, unless you're really punished for using it afterwards. I don't know. I mean, it's this like is... like a senzu bean. This is a shonen thing. It happen, this shit happens all yeah. the time. Like, I don't think it's going to be... A great deal, but uh, you know what? Who knows? If, it, unless, if anything, uh, him being in a cast could force him to focus on his conquerors. He's like, well, I can't get any physically stronger. <laughs> Let me just work on intimidating people. Just like fighting from bed. Yeah. <laughs> work on my stare. What is the scanners? <laughs> or maybe he'll work on his conquerors hockey. That's what I said. Oh, oh. You can tell uh, Alex is one, <laughs> one foot out the door today. Sorry, I I had I took a nap earlier. You're still in it. Today's a... Oh, I love those lazy Sundays. Zach's living his art fight character right now. <laughs> what, was, what was in the air at Otakon last week? Just a oh, I mean, weed. Lots of weed in the air, on the streets, all over Washington, D.C. You can't avoid oh. it. Oh, is it yep. legal there now? Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, recreationally. Yeah, it's actually amazing how many people aren't smoking cigarettes anymore. That mm. I can smell in the street, at least. It's pretty great, I think. Yeah, yeah. Burbank. A good is, first step. Burbank's had like a no smoking policy as long as I've been out here, and like you, you completely forget about it. You're like, oh, nobody's smoking. Yeah, and someone, someone has a cigarette in their mouth. Like, what the? <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> is that polar what bear? The, the strangest that? ganj I've ever seen. <laughs> Mm. Um, so you're saying Sanji should switch to the might, to the, might even to, him out to the a wacky bit. grass. Yeah. <laughs> now anything as long as it doesn't have the brand name Death, I'm fine with that. <laughs> like Death sticks. I want, I want you. I want you to live, Sanji. Uh, yeah. Everybody else. Everybody else is up in the tower saying, uh, "I want Sanji to live." <laughs> <And> Sanji's <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> Sanji on intervention. God, I remember that show. Okay. Um, does anyone else have any more thoughts about uh, current One Piece or where things are going right now? One Piece, good. Yeah. Has anyone been watching the more recent episode, the uh, the dub episodes of Dress Rosa that have been coming out? No. I, I've, I've forgotten there was some up, so I've been watching through them again. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, like, everything's just so messy. Who did I just watch get beat? I think I just saw Lao G get beaten. Oh, and Bellamy far. still isn't down. Oh my uh, god! Oh, they're that dra- far. <laughs> oh yeah, like they've only released on Funimation three- at yeah. least. They've released three sets on disc, but they've done like five or six on digital release. 
Yeah, I just remember when they uh, they were up to the law flashback. Well, I just yeah, can't I believe I totally forgot there was an episode that that's basically called Bellamy's Last Stand, and he's not defeated yet <laughs> in that episode. Mm. Ugh. Drag out uh, those hits. Did they ever explain what they did to Bellamy's voice? No, no one's coming out. No one's come out front and said anything. But uh, right, it, it's <laughs> it's not as jarring as like that first batch of episodes. It kind of I don't know. Oh, either I got used to it or they really toned toned it down. Is this for the dub? Um, is his voice is different? Yeah, huh. I guess for for the listeners who don't or who aren't in the know, when uh, Bellamy returned, uh, I think they. Uh, they pitched Justin Cook's voice down a bit for, for mm-hmm. Bellamy and Dressrosa. I wonder yeah, if it's like just make because it... I, I totally forgot that Kid appears like only like mere episodes before Bellamy comes back. Oh, God. Is it like the same voice? Not necessarily, yeah. but very similar. I mean, for me, oh, yeah, like, I, I guy, could tell yeah. you. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the same voice actor. So I wonder if they did that just as a, eh, let's make sure he sounds different than Kid. I um, guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's, it's it's not nearly as noticeable to me later on uh, with Bellamy. Um, and I even see. when they, like, it was weird because even when they showed, like, a brief flashback in his first episode back, he still had that voice. And I was like, oh, come on. He should, they should have had uh, him just do an accent. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, Creo. Like who? <laughs> Australian. Uh, yeah, Australian. Uh, was oh, you said Creole, Australian. though, right? Creole, yeah. Mm. Who are you talking about? <laughs> like a swamp person. Yeah. Oh. Life don't get much better thing? than this. You know, Gambit from X-Men. Cajun. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you mean Cajun? Did you just say, but did you say Australian before? No, no I, I was, I, I, I suggested Australian, apropos of nothing. Oh. Um, oh, and <laughs> one other thing I wanted That's to awesome. mention, uh, Alex and I were cruising the dealer's hall at the last day of Oticon, and, uh, I, I put this in the in the podcast chat. We talked about it there, but I um I did buy the cell phone speaker for the Circuit two thousand two, uh, Den Den Mushi cell phone speaker. Um, if anyone remembers seeing this before, uh, I saw a different version of that, like a bigger transponder snail way back yeah. like at Forbidden Planet. Yeah, this I... is a different, uh, yeah. completely different one. Yeah, so you would like put the uh, like the auxiliary jack in and into the phone and like put the phone into like the den- the top of the Denten Mushi and I guess the uh, you know you'd and you'd have your uh, your input thing and it would the speaker would co- it would come out of the Denten Mushi. So I, I don't think it's compatible with any phone I have now, but I do have phones that are that old. So I, I I'm curious to see if it could if it could work I, at all. I'm sure the audio quality is equivalent to. Uh the other side of the jack-in-the-box drive through I'm sure. <laughs> or the... Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't feel authentic otherwise. The Billy Crystal New York City subway, subway announcements from SNL <laughs> back in the 80s. Um, yeah, that's all I... I thought that was the most important <laughs> One Piece thing that happened at Oticon, as far as I was concerned. Uh, um, I guess <laughs> I, I, I ran into the One Piece cosplay meetup. Uh, shout out to... Um, to anybody who was there, I uh, I was gonna yell out uh, who listens to the One Piece podcast, but I didn't want to look like a total uh, ding dong. So, um, so I took a picture of a uh, a really good page one and a good ulti. They were together, and um, as I was uh, leaving, uh, you know, you know what, uh, you, you all know how uh, 
the one those cosplay meetups happen, they're like, okay, characters from Water Seven, and then you know they uh, they all line up and do their poses so people can take pictures. Um, they were doing individual characters at that point. So um, when the Aokiji came up, uh, he was a really tall dude, and um, as soon as he got up there, he took out a, a, a thing of talcum powder and just like poured it all over him. Self uh, and all over his arms and uh, uh, looked pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so shout hot. out to that guy for uh, doing something pretty creative. No, it was just kind of hot out there, so you need to let everything breathe. It wasn't the <laughs> that guy. Ice. That guy did not chafe at all the entire weekend. Yeah. No. Alex, it was actually gold bond. Yeah, oh, okay. gold bond. Uh, I would Which have known I if think it was of... gold bond. I can see gold bond from a mile away. I love that stuff. Oh, I always think of Gold Bond. It always reminded me of Otakon in 20, I'd say 10, when Alex, I think, himself suggested, it's like, shoot some Gold Bond. Gets hot and sweaty. Yep. It's true. So the, it's like one piece air po- conditioning in your pants. So, yeah. Air conditioning, but in your pants. Um, uh, you know, so, you know, uh, you know uh, if we're going to convince you to like get into... Uh, you know, drugs or smoking and all that. Hopefully, the One Piece podcast can uh, convince you to use gold bond powder. Yeah, gold if bond's only great. for your own good. Yeah. Yes. Um, also, little known fact: uh, Gold Rogers' initial initial uh, name in, uh, in the um, in in the uh, in the rough draft for One Piece was Gold Gold B Roger, and that st- stood for Gold Bond Roger. So, all right, uh, really? we can move on, right? Wait, hold on. Which one's the which one of these is the rim shot? There we go. <laughs> Got to label them. Okay. All right. Um, should we take some piece together questions? Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. All right. Cool. This is the piece together segment where we take your questions, your comments, your theories, and. Uh, Try to give you an answer, but not in a demonio form, because we like you, and we're trying to be nice. Um, but uh, so first of all, we have our first piece together segment, and that is this piece. And uh, who's got our disc piece this week? Sam. That would be me. All right, take it away, Sam. All right, our first disc piece comes from Verth, Wind, and Fire, who says, "I'm not sure how far off the One Piece dub is from casting for Whole Cake Island." but I'll be terribly disappointed if there isn't at least a cameo from one of the Aqua Teens as a homie. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that's just a joke on food talking. Sure. I think so, yeah. I, I, mean, uh, I mean, Meatwad kind of looks like a homie. They all do, really. Yeah, Yeah, I guess they, yeah. <laughs> like that teacup yeah, is like, Carl. Oh, am, I, am I delicious? Yeah. <laughs> like the, the whole tea party thing? Drink that's me, drink me. Yeah, I mean, green or black. So, sorry to bring the room down, but it's like uh, they maybe they should give like a role to Frylock's voice actor. You know, God, like, I was gonna say that. I'm like, at least Funimation should probably pay him. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I actually there is an anime that that Dana Snyder is in. Did y'all? Yeah, it's it's called Jellystone. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually he plays a he plays a yokai in this movie called A Letter to Momo. He plays a like a yeah forest spirit. Um, D- does he sound exactly like Dana sound, Snyder? He sounds exactly like Dana Snyder. I mean, he doesn't sound like Shake. Get out of the forest! <laughs> he's um, he's a more nebbishy Dana Snyder in that one. Mm. Wow. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, so is that the only uh, dispiece question we had this week? Nope, we got another one. All right, go for it. 
Uh, hey, OP optometrists. <laughs> cool. Watching Momo deal with his fear of heights, I've been thinking about how One Piece handles mental illness. A lot of time is spent exploring trauma, but beyond that, I'm not sure there are many examples where mental illness is addressed. Do you see other themes in One Piece that speak to it? How do you think One Piece handles mental illness? I think we got a fight together coming up on that, right? Uh, Specifically, I think it was neurodivergent, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was was wondering if... uh that all related because yeah. <laughs> my first question I, was like how do we handle i don't know if this we question? talked about phobias and fears specifically even with momo but yeah we talked about kind of like how people's different brain chemistry operates and how that often gets represented with some of the character quirks of uh characters from one piece including luffy hmm. yeah i think i think also you got to consider one piece is a work of fiction specifically as shown in manga where i think a lot of these uh you know these traumas and setbacks are established so that they could become over so that they could be overcome which yeah. you know isn't or that they, or is, that they can ex- sort of directly explain characters who are evil i'm thinking of maybe doflamingo here where mm-hmm. you know bad things happened in childhood and now he's making a choice to be evil like yeah so i mean part of the shonen formula sort of flattens that to you know evil characters have to be evil in this story really right it's broad. You have to keep yeah. it broad to keep it simple and keep it uh, mm-hmm. that's not so much gray. <laughs> One Piece isn't surpri- right. surprisingly. We talk a lot about the the conflicts about the world government, and all that stuff, but there's not a lot of gray in this series. It's very black and white. Mm-hmm. Well, this the series tends to judge people on their actions, right. and how they behave, more than more than anything else. So it's it's like the evidence is always there for you to look at. Yeah, and like Momo's yeah, fear is just. He he's a he happens to be a dragon who can fly and chooses not to, so he yeah. overcomes that for a, a little like yay he did it, cheer. And it seems like most trauma in One Piece it comes from an external source. Like I mean, one of the things that popped in my head when I saw this question was Luffy after uh, Marineford, because uh, mm-hmm. yeah. that's like. I think that's like the only time we've ever seen Luffy oh, just. I was traumatized completely, by that face. Yeah, just mm-hmm. totally, utterly uh, depressed, and well, even recently know, it, it, with the uh, Robin and Brooke when they're the Black Maria's like power making Robin see her loved ones, and then her, him and her and Brooke having that conversation about like, yeah, I'm, I've been living fifty years alone and having that horror about your friends. Waking up to a dream, wishing they were alive. That's something. That's grief. People experience right. that constantly. And that was one of the things I think you guys mentioned about last week's chapter was Brooke and Robin getting to sort of talk about that, uh, at least briefly, uh, during their fight. Or was that the week before? That would anyway, have been, been week before. The week before, yeah. That was, um, yeah, I, that was a nice aspect of that fight. Yeah, I'm just trying to. F- I'm just. I'm trying to think over the entire series to see if there's any other examples we could pull from, and I think it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly a case of like you know, you could attribute certain personality quirks and whatnot to to people of different uh, divergencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a lot of, I, 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 a lot I don't of think nature uh, versus nurture. Nature versus person. nurture. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that. Uh, I wonder how much of mental illness is all that documented in this, like, old-timey pirate world. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only 
recently been more documented within the past couple hundred years. I mean, talk to any woman, they can tell you exactly what their conditions were like prior to, you know, 1800 in most parts of the world. I mean, there's absolutely uh, a lot of cases of narcissism in uh, One Piece for sure. Uh... Yep. Okay. Well, we could go on about that, but uh, listen to that episode of Fight Together. All right. That should be coming out, I think, next month. That Stay came tuned. from uh, the the Discord user Duff Fried. Right on. And uh, Duff, Duff Fried, maybe? Duff Fried. <laughs> Steve, did you have any uh, emails for us this week? Sure. We got one email that I will read for you. It's from Ryan. Uh, they have a few questions for us. Uh, first of all, I, I'll answer this one first. Uh, uh, has looking for a new editor for the podcast, but the reason for the YouTube channel uh, not being updated for a while. Uh, that's unrelated. Uh, uh, Stacy's just ha- had to take time away from it, so the YouTube stuff has kind of fallen on the wayside. But hopefully we could get back on that eventually uh uh and then (laughs) then their second question is uh how do you think momo will look after he gets ripened i think it's either it'll either be odin's head on momo's kid body or momo's head on adult body Uh, in my mind he looks like sabo with a top knot i like i said like billy quiz boy when he gets uh, en- enlarged, but only his like he, he, his body is enlarged by the uh, reverse shrink ray, and he just looks like Tobey Maguire in a bad Hulk costume. I, I hope he just looks like Odin with the top hat. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I I think that him looking like Odin would be cool because it would you know we need that rule of threes of oh my god Lord Odin. Um, but I, I do like the idea of what we were talking about last week, the Rugrats. Uh, analogy. <laughs> I'll have a cup of Job. <laughs> I do like the Never idea of much like, for Job. <laughs> the uh, the Odin head on a child's body, just running around like, um, you know, like the like the big head, big head version on like NBA Jam, just running around. <laughs> I, oh, D- oh, oh, just it, oh, it's just uh, Odin on DK mode. <laughs> I mean, look at oh my God. She's kind of already presenting that. Yeah. Ed, for a second, it sounded like you said NDA jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call They should have called Space Jam, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucked, by the way. <laughs> I said it as a Warner Brothers employee, too. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, do we have any uh, emails? Oh, I was waiting for I was waiting for Brian to get into more details. <laughs> uh, <laughs> screen, screen rants writing the article now. Yeah. Uh, and their third question was, "What was everyone's opinion on the special bleach chapter that came out last week?" Oh, perfect! That was fantastic, and maybe we could see more in the future, along when the anime comes back. Keep up the great work. Thank you. The bleach. I didn't read it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, it's not a one shot. <laughs> it says it's a one shot, but it's not. What is it? What is this? So what is it? Is it like a soft reboot? I, okay. I think it's just a sequel series. It's a sequel series pilot. Well, it's, it's also connected it's a new to season. Burn the Witch because that's got an anime and it's in the Bleach universe. The Bleach expanded okay, yeah. cinematic universe. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a little disappointing. I was hoping Burn the Witch would be its own thing. Mm. 
I think he's just trying it out. It's like, oh, can I still play here? And he's like, oh, people want me to play here. I want to go back to fucking zombie powder. That was more fun than Bleach. I can't remember anything about zombie powder other was, than that there was a manga I mean, called zombie It's kind of like he was just trying to do Trigun. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I I went back and rewatched a few episodes of Bleach. Uh, when I, I bought the, the season DVDs really cheap for like five bucks a season. So I was checking out some of that stuff, and uh, yeah, I can, I can remember why I was so into it, at least for the first had, 60 or so episodes. It, it was It was start. cool. Yeah. Great soundtrack, and, you know, characters that were cool, uh, cool in a way that I wanted characters to be cool back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're, they're kind of insufferable now, but, yeah. you know, that's what I wanted at the time. Yeah, because we're not teenagers anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it did, it, it, it had a very hip and cool feel to it uh i mean i i read the whole series like i'd stop i only watched maybe like the first 10 or 12 episodes of the anime so i'm not familiar with bleach in the anime but like reading it like the setup for certain characters and there's like no payoff it just becomes about ichigo getting a new ability every time and i'm like what's, yeah, what's I think the wh- point of this <laughs> when i picked up on it just becoming another shonen this is when I dropped off of it, and I was still really young, but yeah. I it and it was the Soul Society arc, you know, which is like, you know, like the arc that everyone you know thinks of with Bleach. But I was just like, oh, this yeah, is just they're gonna run a, from one obstacle to another. Yeah, and it's it's not this isn't captivating to me anymore. Soul Society was always where I dropped off because it was just like, oh, we're now in this big, plain, white area and everyone's wearing the same clothes. The sad part is the Soul Society is still the best arc. (laughs) Yeah, I am. But that's still the best arc of the series. Before he decided to fill the page with black ink. (laughs) Are you talking about uh, Hante Mundo? Is that the one that's like, Quaco Mundo. Quaco Mundo, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think I Quaker pieced Oaks out. I pieced out around then. The guy with the page boy hat, um, and the weird grin. I think I pieced out when he showed up. Yeah. Um, the last chapter oh, yeah. I read and and I remember enjoying was when Ikaku uh did his bankai for the first time, and that's like kind of what I wanted to see. And then I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, that's when he got well, his biggest bomb. Well, like his other characters, like Ichigo's friends, uh, Chad and uh, Orihime and those guys, and the little like, <laughs> the, the Chad, little, Chad, the Chad, the Chad of Chads. Like he had all these like great uh, sub characters who were human, so they're kind of like also fish out of water. Like Ichigo, you can explain things to and have them set up for where they have a position where we can relate to their world. It's like, well, they're human, like we are. All the civil society and these demon people. I'm like. Can you even die? You're already dead. What the fuck does any of this mean? <laughs> I just like I, I I and this is more of a dub thing. I just like that the one Soul Reaper that looked like Master Miller from Metal Gear Solid was voiced by Cam Clark. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that's you, what I have to say about Bleach. <laughs> I recommend Jujutsu Kaisen if you want like a Bleach that. Stays like early bleach okay. the whole way through. But please explain to me the- why are all the kids into this? I don't understand it. I haven't read or watched anything, so I'm, I need someone to explain to me what's the appeal oh, of this. Bri- Brian, you're t- you're too too far removed from being a kid. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, if it's if it has some value, I'll attach something to. It. Even if it's just like I, it's incredible. Fights, yeah. It's it's um so it's uh it's got the kind of the hip style of bleach where it's like a the kind of the modern world and all the kids are kind of snarky but likable and. 
Oh god, uh, they all they all no, written like Joss Whedon characters. No, it's like it's like what Josh Whedon wishes he could do. Um but uh be a good person. And the and the one of the more recent like he manga arcs, the Shibuya. Person. Come on, Steve. The Shibuya arc is just it had its like Marine Ford recently, and that's why it's like super blowing up. Um Jeez, they're only they're only a hundred chapter few uh kids, over a hundred chapters. Kids in, are impatient, geez. what can it, I say? It's it's good shit. Okay, dude. so that arc I, I can pick on on the fact that like the artwork's good, the fight's amazing. What why should I care? Oh, I mean it's like it's completely about like uh like the whole point of it is the main character is trying to like fulfill his uh like dying grandfather's wishes that he basically uh dedicated his life to just helping people and like trying to um I have this written down somewhere. It's, is it? Trust me, it's good. Okay, is there I like, actually know. Is, I know. No, you got nothing about this series. I still want to give it a shot. I just yeah, like it. it just feels like that's something I got to set some time aside I, for. I ju- a couple of months ago, I just watched Demon Slayer, and I can tell. Like even watching, I was like, this show's really good, and I understand its popularity. And even like my hero, I get its popularity. This is the one. Like I haven't watched it, and I haven't sat down and read anything. I just don't understand its popularity yet. See, like, Demon Slayer, like, I get Demon Slayer, but I don't feel anything from Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like My Hero. I, to me, like, My Hero and Jujutsu, Jujutsu are, like, in the same uh, category where, like, there's clearly... You can see, like, all the influences. Obviously, they got, like, the shonen tropes that you're familiar mm-hmm. with. But, like, you can see where the author's putting their own personality into it and their own, like, worldview and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because, like, what I've liked about certain series even demon slayer has this to a degree it's about like a a hero or a character like trying to flip and establish order i care about that like some injustice that exists in this world that they want to like rally again and in demon slayer it's like my sister like i'm not going to spoil it too much but like my sister's a demon and i want to solve that and i'm supposed to be killing demons but i just can't do that for her so there's like an so like, there's ju- a system in there that i want to get and i know with jujitsu he's like possessed by some demon spirit inside of him right yeah, I, I think that the Jujutsu has a lot of um, very like hedgehog dilemma type angst to it, like uh, like Evangelion, mm-hmm. where it's like all about you know like wanting to care about other people and be cared about, and like trying to mediate the limitations of and that. And this stuff. like ridiculous, like overwhelming power, but what does that mean as well? Like, what does it do to the psyche and the human condition? Well, it's more like. Um, uh, yeah, you know, like how much can you do for other people? Slash, uh, like the, the there it gets pretty dark sometimes. Okay. Where like that, uh, just like you really hit that. Yeah, limit. I've seen some brutal stuff going forward. Uh, but in a really like in in a not in a not a cynical way. It's like it's very dark, but very uh sentimental and heartfelt. And I'll try. I'll try to watch the anime. That's all. I promise. And the anime is great. The anime looks fantastic. Yeah, I think that'll help it. If I can just like devote a couple of couple of minutes a day and just like ease my way. You gotta get it. to uh, you gotta get to Toto. You gotta meet Toto. Okay, I don't even know who that is. So, I'll how many episodes know. in is that? Uh, I think he's first introduced maybe within ten episodes. Okay, but then like he has a really great moment with the main character towards the end of the first season. Yeah, like in Demon Slayer, there's that the blonde kid who's like my favorite. And he comes like maybe six to seven episodes in. He's one of those Zenit- Zenitsu. Yeah. Or something? he yells too much. Yeah, I too love much, it. Too <laughs> much yelling in that show. <laughs> too, 
You can't have two characters like that. And there's two characters like that in that show, and they both yell too much. <laughs> I'm old. You talk too uh, much. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of other anime that have come out this week, uh, <laughs> has anybody watched the final Evangelion movie? I did. Yes. Yeah, me too. I, I actually I rewatched like all the rebuild movies. Yeah, I watched I the first do, yeah. two days. I, I watched the first two rebuild movies on Friday and uh, finished it up yesterday. And they really mm-hmm. make sense as a pair of very long movies. Like one and two really go well, like flow into each other, and three and four. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend anyone watching the third one on its own. No. Yeah. Not not. It's incomplete. Not like it's a movie about how cool yeah. the next movie is going to be. <laughs> yeah. I watched the third yeah. one to catch up with the fourth one. Yeah. Which you definitely need to. I'm not saying like, oh, the third one sucks. I I kind of get the point of the third one now, but it's like it's definitely it's, a companion piece. Like, yeah, it's, either, it's connective you tissue. Watch, you either watch that before the last one, or you watch that with two. Um, but yeah. I, it was funny because I was watching with friends, and I saw it. Just it was only like nine. The third one, uh, three point three three three. It's like ninety five minutes. I, yeah. I don't know how many. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, Mwah, chef's kiss. Ah, a movie. That's only 90 minutes. Thank and you. The, and, then and then we you were about the to queue one. up the last one. And it was like over two hours. And I'm like, I think no. we need a break before like we 235 or 2.35, which would make it the uh, third longest anime movie of all time after the Haruhi Suzumiya movie and the, That's a great movie. the final Yamato movie, which I think is wow. like two hours 42 or something like that. It's very, very long. Very long. That's the karma I get for saying like, oh, more movies should just be you know in and out, ninety <laughs> minutes. I'll be honest, I, 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 it went by pretty fast. I, I mean, like that, that first mm-hmm. hour is sort of, I don't know, it's very necessary, but it's almost like a, yeah. a movie unto itself, like where it's like this whole sort of emotional set piece and this, you know, th- this is what they haven't taken the time to do necessarily in previous movies where the other movies felt like mm-hmm. roller coaster from one action set piece to another. And I think this really sort of calms it down and gets back to that Evangelion TV pace that uh, is the yeah. reason that I really, really like. I mean, I really like the TV ending and I really like the TV show. So, um, I love the first act of this movie, too. I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie overall. It It's definitely one of the first movies I saw this year where I was like, shit, I would have loved to have seen this in a theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just watch Mari do her parallel parking on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, her, uh, and it, it's so funny with that character too like I'm watching the rebuild movies and I'm like who is this girl it's Anno's <laughs> like, wife that's who it is yeah <laughs> I heard he denied that but it's like come I on mean, you know I, yeah, don't it, get into spoilers but I watched <laughs> hey I watched the I watched the documentary it's also on Amazon Prime about I started that yeah, yeah. I gotta watch that too he is uh, he's an interesting guy He's, mm-hmm. he's um, I, it, it's heavily implied that he was cast in The Wind Rises as a way to break him out of his depression because he was so depressed after making Ava 3.0. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I, I, and what is exactly is the story with 3.0? Because Ed, you and I saw it. You saw, <laughs> we saw the subversion at Otakon. At Otakon, the, yeah. Uh, the one where the guy sitting next to me got mad because everyone was laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is like you gotta like, th- like, in, in case you don't know, like the if you're seeing a screening at an anime con, it's it's the equivalent to what is it like a cheer screening in Japan? Well, That's like you're gonna get yeah. rabid fans who'll pop for anything. 
These fans don't uh, want to be challenged. They don't. They they want. <laughs> they, you don't want to go to a, see a challenging film at an anime convention. You you want to go see like a fan service movie that gives the fans everything that they want, and you know, mm-hmm. say the line and cheer for your favorites. And Ava three is so much not that. <laughs> like it's it, that that movie's the antithesis of that. <laughs> Yeah. Just yeah, we're just gonna yeah. Saying like, why won't you grow up and let the, and 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 just function in reality? Yeah, it's the movie uh, where everyone's begging Shinji not to get into the robot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, no, there's there. It was just an interesting set of movies. It was a fun marathon mm-hmm. for me. I like I I, and ju- I wouldn't have thought, but I could also, I could breeze through eight hours worth of movies. Like it just it went by went by like that. Yeah, like I said, like I, it wasn't like a struggle for me to sit through all those. Um, but now we just also live in a confusing time where there's more, there, there there's multiple versions of dubs these days. <laughs> oh yeah, geez, I, I just we were past this. I strictly like, stuck to oh, the ten years ago. Yeah, I'm sticking strictly to the Japanese voices on this yeah. one. I, I don't have yeah. any particular love for any of the dubs. Never wa- really watched them. It, it, mm-hmm. it was a series I pretty much encountered only in English, or not, not only in Japanese. I mean. Yeah, I watched it in, I watched the show in Japanese back in the day, and I figured that was the right way to finish it off with. Yeah, and I uh, I watched the dub. Yeah, <laughs> I I've I've a uh, you know there are times when I prefer dubs and times when I don't. When I don't know, <laughs> there is um there is some really bad in in Ava three. There are some really bad Japanese people speaking English. It's worse than the Japanese people speaking English in Shin Godzilla. Uh, if anyone remembers wait, what I'm talking wait, about. Wait. In in the in the dub of three? No, 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 in, in the, the Japanese, Japanese in the Japanese version. Oh. <laughs> yeah, especially I think it's at the beginning of Ava Three. Yeah. They um Yeah, you, if there weren't subtitles you wouldn't be able to understand what they're what they're trying to say. It's just I don't know, it didn't work out. I don't know. I just but overall I think the the last movie I mean I'm not I, I'm a very casual Ava fan, but I, I hope it was cathartic for a lot of the uh huge fans yeah. who are Mostly older than us. I t- well, yeah. <laughs> I, take it. I, mean, uh, I think that uh, if I, I don't like to put a label on who is a true fan or not, but I think if you understand Ano um, and what he kind of wants out of the series, then you'll be happy with it. That's what mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. Um, I've only watched the first rebuild movie. I got to watch the rest of them. Uh, also, I only wa- I watched the Japanese version. I tried watching the English dub a couple times, and I. Uh, switchback, uh, just no uh, no shade to the voice actors, just my own personal preference. Kara mm-hmm. must like hate Funimation, right? I guess I, just... I, I don't know. Like someone like, cha- like I think I was trying to ask that earlier. Like chat me up through the whole history of 3.0 because well, I mean it was that was like Otakon like 2011, right? No, no, no. That was 2013. 2013. Because Zach the, was in Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, the, and then the Blu-ray didn't come out for like three years after that. Two or three years. There was, yeah. I when, guess... Re- did the dub premiere the following year at New York Comic Con in 2014? Something... I don't know. Part of the... Uh, on the Ava 3.0 Blu-ray disc, there are... There is theatrical subtitles and home video subtitles so clearly there have been changes made but i was looking for a summary of where it mattered and 
it does not seem to matter the different subtitle tracks that you watch. Based well, apparently, on my Caro in- had their own in-house translator do the tr- translation for the movie after that. I thought it was like, I thought it was like terms, not necessarily translation. Like uh, they wanted to have the, I don't know. It has to line up with what they were going to put in the next movie and what they called things. I don't know. I don't, but th- th- then why would they put both subtitle tracks on the disc? I don't get it. But. Oh yeah, that's another thing about the um, the subtitles on Amazon. I can only find the closed captions um, for English subtitles. Oh, on Amazon? Yeah, I heard. I think, someone else I think that they problem, messed but... up. I think they messed up on the first movie, but I think I was watching. I, mean, I watch. I only I watched which one I was watching. I watched three and four with the the proper four Japanese subtitles. Yeah, yeah. they did. Ha- those movies I know had proper subtitles. I think that was probably one of the reasons why I watched the dub too. And I'm like, well, if they don't have like the the English subtitles for the Japanese version. I'll just yeah. watch. I watched. It. Uh, I watched it on, on on my on my Blu-ray on the Blu-rays for the first three, but on the fourth one, yeah, it has proper subtitles. And it's interesting that they um, the first two were apparently produced in like sixteen by nine anamorphic widescreen, and the second two were produced in like CinemaScope, like two point three five to one. It's in, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I, th- I just feel like it would be more cinematic if it was like that from the beginning. And frankly, I like mm-hmm. that they can. That, that's just what you put on a Blu-ray now for like just to have the 2.35 like we're not actually still scaling things down from cinematic presentation which I appreciate uh, I guess in all movies I guess I'm gonna have to, I'm, I'm gonna have to go to YouTube to find the answers to yeah. <laughs> why why there's so many versions and uh, that's our uh, opinion about sorry. bleach <laughs> <laughs> on the one piece podcast sure, um, I have some anime discussion because this is a it's yeah, a light week it's an off week yeah yeah, you know, sometimes you know we often get questions like, "What are you reading right now?" And we're like, uh, "I don't know. We're just a bunch of boring thirty-year-olds that yeah. <laughs> don't I, consume um, a whole lot of anime and manga." At, uh, at Ed's behest uh, last week, I watched Redline, and it rocked my world. And I told everybody, and Steve oh. goes, "Oh, well, I watched that movie ten years ago." Same year. I, I, I didn't say that in that tone. I did not say <laughs> in that tone. <laughs> Brian said it in that tone. I was. I think I. I, I was. I, I was definitely a, a, you know, a little catty, but I was like, oh yeah, I remember when I watched that with with Ed <laughs> ten years ago. I remember buying that Blu-ray. I think Zach was in DC. It was one of the first Blu-rays like I showed somebody. Like it was one of the first discs that I had. The the mm-hmm. director in Redline. He also did a lot of his own layout and animation on it. Just not. Oh yeah, he's a he's a legend. He's um he's a disciple of Yoshiaki Kawajiri. He worked on Wicked City. He worked on Ninja Scroll. He did those. He was animation director on the Fujiko Mine Lupin series. He wasn't series director, but he, he was chief director on the three movies on the Jigen, uh, Goemon, and and the uh, Fujiko movies. Yeah, that. Which, uh, it's, I think Redline took like eight years in development because he was so particular on shit. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> I, I I can't believe that that can happen. It happens in Japan all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that I here. Mean, Anno was just like, "Hey, can I go make a Godzilla movie?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." All right, see you in the decade. It's actually interesting yeah. to watch the the documentary that's on Prime about the making of the final Evangelion, where he's, you know, he's doing motion capture. He's doing essentially rotoscoping. Or he's using that to make storyboards. He's using miniatures. He's rearranging all the light poles in the miniature by himself because he's obsessed with light poles. Damn. <laughs> I gotta check out the documentary. Yeah, that's, it it's a, yeah, it's like um, it's an NHK production. So they, they followed him. It's uh, 
two 50 minute episodes. It's pretty good. Uh, I second one. The second part talks about his childhood, which is very interesting. You know, just talk about anime so much. Might as well just talk about more anime. Uh, Rewatching Space Dandy has given me a whole new appreciation for that series. I think it I, it's even better than I remember it. That's such a it's such an amazing series that is has, it's kind of getting forgotten about. I need to, I need to, which is a shame. I need to finish it. I, I started up that season first, two and I didn't finish it. Yeah, I picked up the first season Blu-ray a couple of years like a year or two ago, and I rewatched that part of it. And uh, yeah, that was oh, I got I got the second one so late. I got it within like the last year, and I thought like, oh, it's out of print now, and oh, what do I just get the complete set now, and then have the season one set, and then it just popped. It was available again, and it was on sale for dirt cheap, and I just yoinked it. But that's that's an anime. It sucks because it has so much uh, to thank the, uh, you know, just just thank it, like U.S. production for because uh, the U.S. is basically the reason why that show exists in the first place. But it's uh, it's kind of quietly been forgotten. But it is such a I good mean, watch. I mean, with Cartoon Network trying to do anime or anime production now, we might get more of that. I, I, that's, yeah, that's, that's been, that's been a big news story the last week that kind of isn't necessarily directly related to us, but Jason DeMarco heading that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty exciting. What are we, where are we on? Where are we? <laughs> In life? Uh, no, no, peace uh, together. Who are we, Ma? Uh, I think we would, we just finished the emails for peace together. Yeah, I don't think there's any subreddit this week, cool. right? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Well, I guess uh, I'll do some piece of tweet. Boys. I can yeah. check. I mean, I didn't actually check and see if we had... there was there wasn't a thread the last I looked like an hour or two ago. Okay, good. Then you know what? Womp womp. Okay. All right. Well, let me. We do have a few questions here on Twitter, so I'll I'll, I'll call us in here. Here we go. Piece the tweet. Yeah. That was loud. Sorry. <laughs> Should have leaned yeah. back a little bit. I was like right in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> now who's loud? Ed talking about the kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, first one comes from Johnny24, who says, Do you think we'll get to see each straw hat achieve their dream by the end of the series, or will some be off screen and implied? Oh, man. Hmm. Uh, that was tough because, like, Nami. See... Yeah. Nami's is Nami. Nami's the hard one. Yeah. I think Nami might be the last one we see. Well, I mean, Choppers do, is also kind think... of not. I mean, it's nice to aspire yeah. to being something to how, cure everything, yeah, but like, how do you define if that? Everyone, if anyone mm-hmm. gets an off-screen like dream realization, I'm going to be pissed. But you know, if I'm glad that One Piece is a fantasy comic because if you know Chopper found a cure for everything, there would be a whole lot of people who'd be like, "Or oh, I'm not taking that thing. Um, I don't need a passport to go to." The grand line. <laughs> All right, then, then wear a mask. Well, I don't know. Mask, that's just depression. That's not smoke. What were we talking about? That's not really a cure for everything. A pirate made it. You can't. That's. Well, the, you mean you have to give me the cure for everything for me to cure everything? Well, that doesn't make sense. I don't get that. Obama. Obama. <laughs> uh, what was a tweet I saw recently and it's it's towards the end of Dragon Ball when Goku's trying to get the uh, the Genki Dama going to defeat Boo and all the people on Earth are like I'm not going to do that yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> this guy sound mean. Yeah, it's uh, right before the. Uh, I just I just changed my avatar on on Twitter, and I'm uh, I'm using the picture of Mr. Satan again. I, mean, I think that's right right before that because that's when Mr. Satan is on um on the Supreme Kai planet. So it, it's yeah. also it's right right, right around that time. time. It's also just a testament yeah. to like uh, since I think all of us on this car are Americans that like our culture versus like a Jap- Japanese society, which is. Very much, they have a lot of themes of like community and working together and thinking about the larger good, not just your individual needs, and thinking about the bigger picture. It's like we we can't we can't make unless the Olympics are in town. Yeah, exactly. God, Olympics. Maybe that's why the new Ava movie felt so refreshing. (laughs) Not gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, Get another question here from ninety one Ryan. Is oh wait, hold on. I I, want to talk a little bit more about that. The One Piece Um, dreams. Yeah, because I like. Is is Nami still charting? Like, is she doing that off screen? Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, yeah, Oda Oda said in SBS that he is that she is. Okay, yeah. like I imagine because every time we see her, she's just like taking a bath all the yeah, time. Yeah, well, so. that's the important parts. But uh, I imagine that like you don't see her like drawing desks like a foot off <laughs> off <laughs> she, panel. She draws in the tub. Uh, I'd imagine the map of the world might be like the last thing we see in the series. Yeah, do, I could see that. Do you think that? Do you think? Uh, the straw hats are gonna circumnavigate the the Grand Line again, like what? Roger did. Why? Or, I don't. I know. mean, uh, well, they don't have to now that they know now that somebody else did it for them. Initially, basically. I thought they might do that when they got the Sunny, because it was like the Dream Ship is like it's got to sail all the dangerous seats. So I was like, it, this thing got got in halfway. That's not fair. But then they said it's continue <laughs> on the Spirit of the Maria. Like, all right. You're gonna, you're gonna pull a car and tower. It's like now you gotta climb all the way up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a question I've always had. So the road poneglyphs have coordinates on them, right? Yes. What good are coordinates in a world that doesn't have a complete map? Ooh. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Maybe. Um. I, I mean, uh, my wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's stop. stop. Stop applying logic and science to one. Piece. I think you. I think the only way it works <laughs> if you see it from space. Yeah, yeah. Oda stopped applying logic uh, and science to One Piece uh, right after uh, the, the Clem attacked uh, debut. How can Zoro talk with a sword in his mouth? Uh, <laughs> I mean, a, there was a heart. person can't live inside a whale. I mean, Jonah did. Jonah Hill. <laughs> Jonah Hill. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, stop doing that. I, stop power scaling. Stop. Yeah, that. I think we stop. have to see all the characters fulfill their dream because this whole series is about like emotional mm-hmm. releases for characters. So that's going to be the big ones for each of them. So what's like? I I, I assume Jimbei's dream is about uh, fishman unification with humans. F- f- yeah, or just equality. That's the, uh, that's one of my issues with Jimbei so far is the fact that he does not. Yeah, we'll have probably a get that like clear defined dream. I, I'm sure they'll get like declared in like the post arc. Hopefully, yeah. I want to see. The next I want him all to say what time. his dream is, like every other character. Right. You're gonna yeah. have to wait for the next time they all sing "Family." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we got another question here from 91 Ryan, who says, "What are the odds that Fukurokuju, uh, his finger big head, is really just a bald cap?" Since he had a normal head 20 years ago, I want Raizo to take it as a prize and try to wear it in order to attract the ladies with it. Uh, uh, I, I, no, I, th- I think he's been like putting like rubber bands around <laughs> his head 
like a watermelon and like squishing it upward over the years. My my first thought was if Ryzo wants to press anyone, he should stick it in his pants. <laughs> I uh I think it'd be really awesome if uh he hid like a big like a giant scroll in there. Because yeah, he's a ninja. He can summon things with it, yeah. If he reveals it, if he just like takes it off and there's like hiding guns and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. That's like That's his I, I, El, El Mariachi guitar case. <laughs> I, I just want him to take it off and just you see a, a bunch of circuits and lights and someone says, see, Rizo? That's why your robot never worked. <laughs> that's one more. It's a little alien, the little alien from Men in Black lives in there. That's one, That's also <laughs> one fight we forgot. Yeah. Him and... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that'll probably... I, if I were to wager um, any fight getting like half a chapter, it would be like that and maybe uh, Cat Viper versus... Perispero. Although, although Perispero, uh, Cat Viper, and uh, Jack and Dogstrom, that could be like oh, that could be like a one chapter thing. They each like take up half of the real estate of that one. Yeah, that that would actually make a lot of sense because like yeah. the fights we want to see is like uh, Sanji versus Queen and Zoro versus King. What's uh, Denger up to right now? Uh, he's running around with Izo. Uh, uh, yeah, I think they're yes. trying to get to the main oh, floor. Cat Viper. Right. That's a good question. For some reason. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. Uh, one last piece of the tweet question this week from Ken of Red Lions, who says, This week I saw a post about how Robin and Brooke, the two straw hats that saw slash heard what happened between Zoro and Sanji at the end of Thriller Bark, have mm-hmm. since stuck up for Sanji when his loyalty to the crew was questioned, Brooke to Big Mom and Robin to Black Maria. Ah, that's a really good point. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Did Robin? Robin didn't see what happened. Yeah. She overheard, right? Yeah, she bloomed an ear. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She and, did. And then she says, yeah. Naruhodo. Mm. <laughs> oh. She's a big Ace oh, Attorney she fan. playing the great Ace Attorney? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, which, according to Scanslations, means forsooth, if you'll remember. <laughs> yeah, that was one of our early running gags back when yeah. uh, that's what we had to read back in the day. That's right. Because we're so old and unhip, apparently. I'm so old. <laughs> um yeah so I, I that is nice they that they uh stick up for sanji like that they they know what he's all about and frankly the rest of the crew does too but uh I it's think, nice i think they would know, do they that for anybody it. really yeah but it just it just um it's what you would expect uh it was what you expect your crewmate to do i think in that situation mm-hmm. being yeah being really cool all right, um, that was the last piece of the tweet question. If anyone else has uh, anything else they want to discuss right now, we can do that, or we can move on into the anime recap. Anime it is. All right, let's do it. This is the double anime recap for episodes 986 and 987. I'm your host, Sam, and today with me, we have Edward. <laughs> yes, it's good to be back on the show. Uh, missed last week, so, you know, it's good to be able to do the uh, the anime recap again. And also joining us this week, we have the Nintendo Switch's own Steve Yurko. Uh, we would like to play. Not we, you would like to play. <laughs> I I don't even know what the Switch's catchphrase is. That, that was the first thing. It's I the to. snap. Oh yeah, the yeah. I should have just done that, right? <laughs> and 
Joining us also today, of course, we have Rick and Morty's own Brian Newton. Uh, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> Showing your angel, then. <laughs> okay. So, the first of these two episodes is 986 Fighting Music, an ability that harms Luffy. And the title card begins at 3 minutes and 38 seconds. Opens with some more memories of Otama and the red, red bean soup. Uh, we see the dude from last week who got squashed by Luffy's elephant gun is still squashed into the ground like an accordion. It's a nice touch. I like that. But with the sad music playing. So it's like extra funny. Sad music's not for you, buddy. Get out of the way. Uh, you have kids crew wondering why Luffy and Zoro care so much about the red bean soup. They ask, is that uh, that's just like one of their triggers or something? Like, what's, what's the story there? Uh, and then there is a there's a lot of like really interesting shots. I don't know quite how to explain, but you got the shot of Luffy and Zoro. Uh, they're starting to make the run and uh, the the camera is like warping the floor beneath them yeah. in a weird way. It's a uh, it's a way to simulate the movement and the chaotic of them running. Right. Yeah, there's other there's there feels like there's uh, video effects in this as opposed to like just like special De- effects, especially well, around kids, kids powers, especially with kid. Yeah. yeah, it's like making I, you know, I feel like they're trying to make that more interesting in making up for. I mean, these aren't the worst episodes pace wise. They're all right, but you know, it's still kind of slow. Yeah, it's they draw, they draw a lot out. Plus a lot of reuse as well. There's um there there is a I I think the way describe. Uh, uh, 986 here. It feels very much like a director's episode. Like this. Yeah, I got had... some. I got some thoughts. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll get this out of the way. I think they animated a new Tama flashback, and I'm glad the Oshiruko red bean red bean soup crap is over and done with now. Took... Because I love Tama. If I have to see that scene of her eating the Oshiruko one more goddamn time, I'm going to lose my freaking yeah. mind. It's like what the 50% of the last three episodes yeah, is they, Yes. Oh, my God. It's like the Rebecca. Like into two episodes. It's like the Rebecca toy soldier flashback of this arc where it's like, I, I don't need to see her eat it and make that squeal sound again. I'm, I get it. I know why they're fighting. And so I was like, oh. Are you talking about the red bean soup? Oh, so good. Yes, the red bean soup. Ah, uh, yes. I would fight over the red bean soup too. And I'm like, uh, can you just do it already? <laughs> and then re- I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't. I, I. I just don't want the constantly like, you know, having opinions about the pacing of an episode be the only thing I have to say about something. But that was something I just wanted to address. I'm like I'm I'm just over this. No, I, I agree with you. The pacing was a little long. I think the next episode's way better paced. Mm-hmm. All right, and next, uh, Scratchman Apu becomes Record Scratchman Apu as he's uh, grinding some records, and Queen gives him a, a rap to. <laughs> hey, that's me, Apu. I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. I do, I do like <laughs> Ap- I do like Apu being here because him being here gives this episode more purpose than some of the episodes, last couple episodes have, as far as mm-hmm. like. Here's something we can actually, you know, clash up against as opposed to just these mooks, nameless losers. And, you know, we're, we're fighting Apu. We're dealing with Apu for these couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, uh, we, you know, we need a moment 
you know, there needs to be a sectioned off piece of the arc for each of the the worst generation mm-hmm. characters. And uh, so Kid starts like just grinning because he knows Apu's around and he's thinking about how Apu betrayed them and how he wants to get revenge. Bit of a flashback and, there. Yeah. And um, just like the way that the whole episode is just shots of Kid like swaying in and out of frame, like grinning, like he's got something in mind, but... Like, it just builds to that for so yeah, long. Yeah, a lot of those shots of Kid and Queen are a little wonky. Yeah, um, yeah like, like it's it's interesting. Like, it's creating, like, an atmospheric feeling, but it's also, like, it feels... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it feel, <laughs> you feel drunk watching the episode. Because uh, everything's... Uh, the music is, just feels so understated, and, like, the just the vibe of the episode is so, like, muted oh, in there, a weird way there, that I don't know how to explain. There's a section where there's no music. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I like the shot of like Luffy's getting his elephant gun ready, and he's just like kind of t- tapping it against the floor, um, like stretching himself out. Yeah, it's actually kind of a. Uh, you know, he's still kind of rubber. It's like it makes that. Um, it almost makes like the gear fourth noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen's wondering how Luffy broke out of prison. And we got these uh, sh- various shots of the Tobiropo traveling throughout Onigashima. I like this bit of uh, Ulti's, like, she's, like, crossing this bridge, but, like, sliding down uh, the the opposite side. Which is a pretty interesting looking shot. Uh, Queen announces to all the mooks that he will, you know, he's got someone he wants dead and he will eliminate a member of the Tobiropo and give the open spot to whoever catches uh, Luffy and everyone. So uh, all the all the nameless mooks are getting excited because they might get to be important. And uh, finally, Kid and Apu meet. Big lots of flashbacks to the Kid Apu Hawkins alliance. Uh, they have to. They're basically just reusing footage from like Punk Hazard and whatnot. But they've they've put like a just a uh, filter over it to make it. Was that look. that was where Kaido comes crashing down on their hideout? Yeah. It's a. It's kind of the uh, whole no. story of it's it's the alliance meeting on Punk right. Hazard. And then Kaido crashing after Dressrosa. Right. And then a kid yes. captured then, the beginning of Wano. Yeah, kid captured while like uh, Kaido's getting drunk and talking about Luffy and Law. You know, normally that would bug me, but like I needed to be reminded of that. <laughs> it's actually something that I don't remember very well. So I can understand why it's here. And then that brings us to the eye catch of the episode. And Luffy's fighting a, a bear smile dude, just punching him into the ground. I didn't huh. see the dude at all. I just saw yeah, the bear. Yeah, it was just the bear. Maybe it's like, because uh, there was that yeah. green bear in the Udon who had the guy like inside his mouth. Yeah, I was just wondering, where's where's the man in that in that bear? Yeah. Because I'm it, like, that, that... They missed a joke. That, that, yeah, that smile almost looks too perfect. Needs more pig. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this uh, arc have, is uh, an interesting challenge for the anime because the anime has to come up with like cool smile designs they're probably like kind of complicated to just make make complete background mm. characters um and uh apu's doing lots of like snare drum sounds and beating his chest and somehow he's able to use his music to punch luffy in the face and it hurts luffy and uh, also he slashes zoro and uh boom there's an explosion this is how apu uses his powers uh, there's a dude with like a just big orange wolf coming out of his stomach. Uh, he was in he's and, uh, in the manga as well. That was yeah. a Oda construct. 
Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like Hold'em, except it's like just a whole half of a wolf. <laughs> uh, Luffy and Zoro finally just ditch the disguises, and uh, that, this is where the music completely dies. And uh, they, you know, there's some action, and then Kid jumps in, and now this is where the screen's getting the weird uh, like video CRT effects and. I was, I mean, I wasn't sure if I was having trouble with my TV. So fooled you. Yeah. So I appreciated that, actually, for doing something that actually, like, I did not see coming. So I like that. And then spent, and then he spends a good chunk of the episode just, like, gathering uh, metal, gathering weapons and making a big, very CGI arm. This scene takes so long. Yeah. Takes a while. But it's beautiful. Oh, but this, I, I, it it looks oh my god him making the giant arm it's sure it takes a while but it's a giant right, arm stuff is away. happening it's not like this is it's not like it. this is the first time we've seen him form a giant arm by the way this is like oh but like <laughs> hundred times at least it was it but this was new animation it, I thought there it are some great. there are some great spots I like when the two pans come together and like I do like the way they sell shit at the uh, the mechanical pieces it just needs editing. I, I was I found I thought the CGI like when the arms fi- finally finished mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was like very distracting. Yeah. Um, I mean I understand why they do it. So. Uh, and then uh, Punk Gibson Kid just punches Apu really hard into a wall, and then the camera pushes in on Kid's eye, and then to be continued. Because every episode has to end on somebody's eye now. <laughs> I don't know. Um. I don't know. I thought it looked really cool when he got <laughs> when he got punched through that building there. Oh, he I like it. I like, like when little... they finish it in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, agree. I I really enjoyed the impact. I, I it sounded like Apu let out like a little. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Too. Hit, you know, <laughs> it's like when a when a dog gets hit. It's like, that's the sound he made. It was uh, <laughs> really effective, in my opinion. And then our next episode is nine eighty seven. His dream broken, the trap that lures Sanji. The title card begins at 2 minutes and 28 seconds and opens with Kid continuing to smash Apu's face, like just <laughs> sending him flying right through the wall. I get the the uh, uh, the One Piece Stampede like electric guitar music. Yes. That's the that's the kid I, kid's I also want to mention Oh yeah, it's basically the kid theme at this point now. Yeah. Uh, I always associate uh, it with, uh, also uh, used with the kid's ship uh, from Stampede. Yeah, mm-hmm. they also used it with, uh, I think, in the Big News Nor- Morgan's uh, episode mm-hmm. in, like, 957. Uh, I want to point out that this is, like, the shortest previous episode recap I think I've ever seen in modern One Piece. Oh, yeah. All like, you see under two is, minutes, 30? I felt like it was under a minute. It was so no, no, short. It was, it was, like, 10 seconds because the intro is 220, right? Yeah. 220. Yeah, all, all it was was yeah. just kid... Coming in with the big arm and smashing Apu, and then we go right into the episode. I, mean, I was shocked. That shows but... you how much like extra stuff they pat out in that previous episode. Okay. Yes, yeah. I also wanted to mention that because um, yeah, I don't think I need to. You know, I, I don't need to see a recap of Zoro and Luffy talking about Oshiruko for the upteenth time. Uh, so, uh, Kid and Apu have uh, some banter. Talking about how pirate alliances rarely have a happy ending, and kids should have known because they never had a chance against Kaido in the first place. And uh, now Queen's just outright giving his cronies permission to kill the intruders, 
And this is when they introduce one of the numbers, Hacha, who's wearing a big like Game of Death tracksuit. <laughs> he looks like um, he looks like a Masaki Yuasa character, kind of. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's he's fun. He's fun to look at. I'll give him that. Yeah, they, he's like, he's like a giant blue-haired Bruce. They Lee. do a really good. That, that's what Sam said. The Game of Death outfit, but like uh. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of like animating him, just like stomping and smashing around, like everything tiny. Yeah. yeah so they really good. they always like uh, give some lip service to like the idea that the the numbers are like really big, like they're bigger than a normal giant, like almost like Aura's size. But they that that scale you never feel that scale in either the anime well, or the one manga. One time you do is when Aura's Junior during the war. Well, you know, I mean, the, the ores is yeah, those feel right. huge, but the numbers don't feel like right because we don't have think any giants the idea. to compare. Mm. Yeah, it was usually pretty good about presenting scale, but when they're just numbers, they just look like basic giants. Yeah, or they don't even like I in in my mind they feel like shorter than a uh, Dorian Brogy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to tell without a, a Elbaf giant there. Oh, the one thing I wanted to mention is that. Um, when when kids fighting with Hacha and Luffy comes and saves him from an exploding arrow, but the arrow it just it's just a circle with bomb written on the side of it. <laughs> it's just, a bomb shot shot by a man who has like to- a tortoise for legs. That guy is in the comp. He's in the manga as well. They, he's in one of the background like goons. Yeah, I like him. Just the bomb on the side written in English it's is just funny bomb. to me. It's a bomb. <laughs> Got it. Luffy, Zoro, and Kid are all running away and bickering, and Apu sends an explosion at them. That brings us to the eye cut to the episode, and we come back, and basically everyone's uh, covering their ears, trying to uh, not uh, be uh, distracted, but not get hit by like Apu's big loud music powers. And uh, we have Killer giving this very sound advice, like, "Hey, if you stay out of audible range of him, he can't really do a whole lot to you." And then Luffy and Zoro and Kid are just like turning him. Turning to him with their ears covered, like, huh, what'd you say? Can't hear you. Which is a great joke. Uh, we have some more of Big Mom getting ready with uh, the assistance on the scaffolding and stuff. Uh, Big Mom doesn't seem to know what a port is. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't. I guess she still has some amnesia from before. No, I, or, I think she was confused about the port itself not the fact what a port is oh because the uh yeah, the ma- ship isn't going to be using the port right yeah maybe the the subtitling got the context yeah, totally, wrong because like she was confused the fact that wano even had a port right like because yeah. uh, yeah, the only ports the only ports she's getting into is uh stuffed portobello mushroom uh, uh-huh. yeah so yeah big mom's ship is gonna go back up the waterfall basically yeah we got uh and uh Perospero's down there just looking very happy to I guess be in the episode at all. <laughs> and uh, the Brachio tank catches up with Kinemon and the rest, and there's some beast pirates, and Nami and Carrot just like look at each other like, oh yeah, we know what to do. And they just they just like walk up to the the guards and they're like, Hey, we're cute girls, let us through, and then the guys are like, Oh yeah, of Kaido course. Kaido sent for us, like, oh yeah, of this, course, yeah, why not? Yeah, this is this, this is trying to get into a club, <laughs> a nightclub. Yeah, don't want too many dicks in the dance floor. Not me and Kira just like know immediately what to do without. It didn't it doesn't um, go as well for a Shinobu. <laughs> so Shinobu, yeah. So How Shinobu comes in. She does. She flirts. 
she's like you know doing her thing and uh you know the, the guys have her they're like grossed out reaction and i was i was kind of disappointed because like that joke gets old the first time <laughs> old and uh <laughs> and it's uh yeah it just kind of feels kind of mean-spirited and then she crushes their balls obviously and then sanji <laughs> like is staring at this crowd of like knocked out dudes like grabbing their balls in pain and he's like oh my god I've never experienced anything like that, but maybe I should consider it as a possibility or something like that. Uh, yeah. Hold the phone he here. Says I'm not ready so for I th- that. I think it's. He ain't ready for that. I think it's specifically. I think it's specifically worded so you could look at it as either he's considering ball smashing as a new fetish, or he's considering kicking dudes in the balls. No, I, I, I thought of it as like he he's never recognized the power of a mature woman. Hmm. Oh, I thought he wanted. To I'm get pretty sure it was about the balls. I mean, I mean, he obviously. should know after Khalifa. Like, come on. Has Sanji ever kicked someone in He's the balls? He's never kicked anyone in the no. balls. But yeah, Khalifa no. kicked them square in the nuts. Is that is that part of yeah. his chivalry no, that's too? What I think the I think the joke is she's a mature. Her whole thing is she's a mature woman, and her whole thing is like, oh, I'm like young boys can't handle me because I'm too mature for them. Like right. she even had that line, like uh, being a mature woman's a crime. Which again, like going to a club, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think it's the fact he said like I'm not ready for that. Yeah, it's like yeah, because you're 21, <laughs> you're a child. I I, th- I, th- I think it was about the balls. <laughs> Wait until you get older, Sam. I I think Sanji wants his nuts stomped. He 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 he. Uh, she awakened a new kink in him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just like good art, it's open for interpretation. <laughs> so they're moving into Onigashima. Uh, Sanji's eyes immediately catch on the pleasure hall titled Woman Trouble. And he's like, oh my god, there's a pleasure hall. Uh, hard eyes. Goes just, runs right in. Chopper twirls. is exclaiming. Yeah, he twirls. Chopper is exclaiming like, oh, it's like he's getting sucked in. And... Uh, Nami and Shinobu and Carrot, they're all telling Kinemon, like, hey, let us take care of rescuing Momonosuke. Let us, let us take that uh, part of the burden off of your shoulders. And Kinemon is, like, relieved to hear this. That's something he was really worried about. And then uh, not shortly after, Sanji's, like, ghostly hand comes out of the pleasure hall. And he sulks back out. And like, oh, well, I guess he didn't find any women. And uh, they immediately conclude that if there's no women in the pleasure hall, then there's no men either. So they can just... Not worry about it. Yep. And uh, we come back to... So they're running the the Straw Hat, like Luffy and Zoro and their crowd. They're running around. I guess some of the guards are like making fun of uh, Killer for having eaten the Smile Fruit. And we get a flashback of like Orochi personally handing Killer the Smile Fruit through like the prison bars. Mm-hmm. He's like, here... And he knows Killer by name. name. He's like, here, Killer. Here's a chance for you to... Help your friend. If you eat this thing, it might give you a power. Would you like a delicious, juicy apple? <laughs> so that's that's an interesting, like, uh, implied filler, filler right there. I also enjoy the fact that he's like, it, I always felt like Killer was operating like the Mandalorian, where he like he's not allowed to remove his helmet in front of people. Oh, oh he yeah. just does it. He just yeah, he, he just takes, takes off it off. Chows that. Yeah, it's, just a, it's just a. It's just a. Aesthetic yeah. choice, but yeah, he chomps right in that apple, and, and Orochi says, "Then I'll be fairest in the land." <laughs> um, 
So uh, kids attacking beast pirates for laughing at killer. He's like, no one will mess with my friend. And then the episode ends with uh, who's who is sort of watching the the commotion happen. He's like looking up at Queen, who's on a level higher, who and he's thinking about Queen's uh, offer to uh, promote somebody to Toby Ropo because he has somebody he wants to kill. And who's who is thinking to himself, yeah, I got someone I want to kill, too. And it's the screen is like cycling through the different Toby Ropo, making you wonder, like, who does he have a grudge against? Who does he want to kill? Why does why does Diaz Drake have the biggest shitting grin on his face? <laughs> He's a character known for just mugging it all the time, and here he is like, "Not me! Couldn't possibly be me." And then that is to be continued. General thoughts on these two episodes, you guys? Um, middle of the road. I mean. There were definitely parts that I liked, especially the parts involving Apu, and uh, but otherwise it's just sort of advancing the story forwards in a pretty conventional way. Uh, the things that I liked were the things that were sort of unconventional, like the the interesting video noise that they used for kids attack, and um, and uh, I, I thought the the CGI looked relatively okay for that, and it was pretty cool when he got punched through the wall. So um, overall, sort of a middling a couple of episodes, middle couple episodes except for the one cool bit i thought with the with kid yeah steve brian um i'll go uh i actually really enjoyed the first episode because it felt like uh it it felt more like an artistic vision Mm -hmm. than uh a usual episode that the second was but i'll get into what i liked about the second episode more than the first one uh, I just, I loved a lot of the animation. Uh, animating running is hard, especially when you got to show those feet making contact with the floor. Yes. Uh, but mm-hmm. there was so much fluid yeah. movement throughout that, those sequences. Yeah, Luffy and Zoro running Luffy through the floor Zorro. in the first episode is actually a highlight. Yeah, that's why I didn't mind sitting through that at all. Uh, just some really interesting shots, like, and also just, like, the, you know, like, the, the mean mugs that Apu was giving throughout <laughs> was great. I guess it, I guess it was also a choice to not have a lot of BGM throughout that episode because the main focus was on sound yeah. and that's uh, Apu's deal. But it 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 was a very weird watch because it's like nah, I I feel like there should be Ab- music. Abed was trying to find the Apu was trying to find the beat. That's what was going on. And once he found the beat, yeah. then he started kicking their ass. I have to admit though, I feel like the uh, the explosions from Apu. I felt like they they were lacking a bit of oomph, a bit of impact that uh, the way they looked in the manga to me, because in the manga they looked like actual explosions, but they kind of just had weird blue light and it just didn't feel as impactful to me. I it, this, The first episode was all about momentum, and I do like Kid just inching closer and closer to Apu for that final impact. I love the sequence of him forming his big mecha muscly arm i i i think just the pacing of course like i don't want that to just be my biggest gripe all the time but at least like it built towards something like this episode didn't just end it built to kids gonna you know he's gonna get his shot at apu so i liked it uh i don't ever want to see that many folds on queen's neck ever again <laughs> thank you especially when he's uh in when he's flesh colored yeah Yes. Yeah, thank you. That was, that was, was one of those wonky drawings of Queen. I'm like, what the fuck? 
like it like it felt like it was uh an animator I don't want to. I don't want to speak of this, but if it to me, it felt like oh, this is an animator that's not used to drawing like roly poly, cartoony looking characters. So it's just adding but muscles. That was gonna be one of my that... notice is that Luffy and Zoro through that first episode is drawn almost perfectly, and then but then some, there's some wonky, yeah. there's some wonky wonky Apu drawings, and there's some wonky kid stuff, and there was definitely some wonky queen stuff. I just don't think they're used to drawing those characters. Yeah. Um. Now the second episode, I think, is more of your standard One Piece affair, where none none of the animation truly stood out to me, but I think a lot more was accomplished in this episode. I think a lot more of the story moved forward. Um, some of the the added gags were, you know, a bit, a bit much. Like I thought, like the Shinobu thing is like, get it? She's old, and old people is it's, old people can't be attractive, or I should just say older people than the main cast so i didn't particularly care for that sequence but i just did like that this episode felt like it was moving uh direction wise i don't think anything truly stood out to me but at least i think content wise it was a good episode so i think like these these two episodes i i I think it was a fitting double anime recap because they're they almost feel like two opposite ends like you have like your artist episode and then you have just like your exposition episode. And that's what these two felt like. Hmm. Um, Brian? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, let's try to say anything I hadn't said already, or that anyone else hasn't covered. The, just because of, I think, the amount of work that they're going to have to go into to complete this arc of Onigashima that mm-hmm. we know it's coming that hasn't gotten there in the anime, it's very much giving me a, uh, uh, paramount war vibe where like the the floor can't be as crowded as it could as it was presented in the manga simply because you can't always draw every scene with a thousand people so a lot of like obscuring things with smoke and maybe having a lower angle to the ground so you're looking more up towards the ceiling or you have to find ways and clever solutions to obscure the cloud uh sorry the crowd and i think the Zoro Luffy running sequence really succeeded in that because it felt like they were running through a dense crowd because they used a lot of cuts. They used a lot of uh, close-up to mid shots. And then when they did pan out or zoom around like um, tracking shots when they were like zooming, like one thing, the clever thing they did, like Zoro and uh, Luffy were constantly switching positions while they were running as opposed to like a normal way one yeah. piece would do that. Just have them run, do a cycle and keep it easy because, you know, you got to produce an episode a week. <laughs> And uh, I, I thought that's when that episode really shined. And, like, the kid forming the uh, metal arm, like, using CG is going to be a benefit going forward, specifically with his ability. And I think, like, one one of, the, one of the ones that got me was when kid drops his arm and his body doesn't move. And, like, that, that's a situation, even in the very following shot, he's clearly, he has to momentum use his big mechanical arm like it's its actual extension of himself so it's just not like floaty animation always bugs me in one piece because the thing that i like about how oda uses these characters in the series and how the anime sometimes does it is the fact that things have to have weight for them to have impact and weight has to be suggested because we're dealing with cartoon characters nothing actually exists so how do you demonstrate weight and that's why i agree with you sam when you come back and you see like the impact from the slam felt bigger and more impactful because even the, f- even the drawings are kind of curved to indicate power and weight. 
when he's like pushing all his like all that mechanical weight down on Aku on Apu's face. So stuff like that. You kinda need that from more like experienced director. And I think the whoever's directing on the, the second episode is probably one of the more traditional longer running one piece directors because you can tell it's just mm-hmm. like what Steve said, it felt like a basic one piece episode. And I like that because it's what I signed up for. It's why I'm here. Uh, and I and, and I think because of that, we were able to just get through the material that needed. We didn't have to like spend time on things that weren't super necessary. And a lot of that comes from the script. They, a lot of people, we often forget that. They rewrite these things ahead of time to know like when's the episode going to end? What's all this extra material going to be about? When they do those extra material, they have to go back to like... Uh, check in with like Shueisha and probably to- uh, Toei. It's just like, hey, can we do this? Is this allowed? So we're going to get a lot of extra material in this in this arc because it's going to be a heavy one. <laughs> like, I'm already feeling the weight of this. So for all the people who have to animate on this show, more power to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the first of these two episodes, it did definitely strike me that there's like some some artistic flair to it like it's it's not straightforward it's it's there's a definitely like an interesting perspective and feeling to it but it also feels in my opinion it felt half baked all of the time too much time spent on like the once i noticed that the there was just constantly close ups of characters who are like swaying in the frame in this very repetitive way uh it both like added to this like kind of dreamlike feeling to the episode but it's also like it's repetitive it gets kind of boring and it's all uh buying time until they can actually have like kid napu meet and so on um so like that one's kind of that that was an interesting one like there's stuff where i can point to that and say i that's interesting what they're going for there uh but as a full episode i thought it was just really a slog to get through and uh the the music I think part of the fun of Apu is a, that that's a character that in a really great episode like that, the fact that he's a musical character is, is a chance to, for the, the anime to be better than the manga. Um, and uh, just, I don't know, just like nothing, nothing really felt great about that. Um, uh, and uh, the second episode, yeah, pretty much uh, it's a bunch of um, the... Yeah, it's a standard One Piece episode. It looks solid. It looks decent. It moves at a good, decent pace. Uh, I think that the uh, I the, the Sanji bit that really uh, stuck out to me. Like that, I was I couldn't believe that uh, we got to even have that Sanji's conversation maturing. in anime episode. <laughs> He's slowly maturing, uh, and that just about does my thoughts. Anything else you guys want to say before we move on? Nope. Um, yeah, just looking forward to next week. All right. Same, same as always. This has been the One Piece Podcast, episode 683 for the week of Monday, August 16th, 2021. And on this episode, we had a double anime recap for episodes 986 and 97. We also had some <laughs> loosely structured discussion and also, also some piece together. That, uh, and I just want to thank, first of all, the people who came on this episode. 
And actually, first I want to thank our new editor, Dan. This is going to be the first episode that he is uh, editing for us, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to not having to do that tonight, so thank you. Thank you, Dan. And um, also, thank you for joining us this week, Brian Newton. Where can the good people out there contact you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, DarkKingZoro, all one word. Uh, who do I have to plug? Oh yeah, Rugrats. Uh, new Rugrats series, 3D. Your kids might like it if you have kids. If you don't have kids, you might like it because it's got all the original voices of the babies, and that's the only people people care about. Uh, yeah, those are on Paramount. I think it's different now. I think all of us that grew up uh, that grew up with Rugrats now like the the parents. Yeah. Well, I'd say this has having worked on the show is that the parents are the best part of this new show, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, we got yeah, uh, I... Michael McKean voices uh, Grandpa Lou. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, I I. Went I went to this really weird existential spiral like earlier this year. You guys probably saw the tweet where I found out how old Stu and Dee were, and it fucked me up. It, <laughs> it always trips me up because like uh, Jerry and Beth and Rick and Morty should be my age, but they feel yeah. like they're twenty years older. Right. Yeah. Um, I had another one of those crises too recently when I found out I'm basically older than most of the main cast of an Ace Attorney game. Have- and that just How makes, are you? Are you as old? You're not angry. as old as Homer Simpson, though. Yet, uh, no, not not <laughs> yeah. quite. Oh, I'm older. I'm older than Homer, and uh, and also I'm a year older than Rumba Rawl. Isn't that Ooh, fucked up? That is fucked up. <laughs> you know, now you know that how you dude have looks to go like out, he has though. grandkids. <laughs> it's like I, I thought about this, right? Like how people are like. Uh, you know, George went in Cheers, like, oh, how is this guy 32? And then, like, people, like, photoshopped him with, uh, with like, a hipster beard and uh, <laughs> and a page boy cap or whatever. So maybe I should do the same thing with a picture of Rumba Raw. <laughs> I saw, saw another tweet relating to that. It's like, yeah, back in the day, uh, they actually just, like, put people on TV that weren't conventionally attractive just because they could act. Yeah, yeah like, in thing. the 70s, like, thing. in the 70s, hunks were just, like, Dudes with dad bods, like uh, I mean, we, we were watching. I had to, we actually talked about this when I was in college twenty years yeah. ago about yeah. how uh, Humphrey Bogart <laughs> would never be casted now. Yeah, it's crazy. Elliot, uh, we were talking about Elliot Gould at Oticon a lot. Hmm. Oh yeah, well Elliot Gould was sexy as hell. He was, <laughs> yeah. especially with when he's with Grover. <laughs> <laughs> Real fucking sexy, just like yes, Is boss. It, right. This is this is this is the podcast to end all podcast tangents. Yeah, let me tell you though, uh, we're me and um, me and B Style were watching. Uh, I don't want to dox my fiance. Uh, me and B Style were watching. Uh, uh, Style um, isn't that the isn't that the furry anime on Netflix? Yeah, Beast B Stars, um, or maybe I'll figure out a fun One Piece thing to call her on the show. Um, for the time being, it's B-Style. B-Style? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were watching uh, I Love Lucy, and, and there's an episode where uh, where she meets uh, John Wayne and, like, like gives him a back massage or whatever. Uh, don't ask. And uh, the dude is, like, he's not in great shape. No. But he was, like, a era. hunk yeah. back then. Well, he was, he like, was like, a, he was a, a hunk, hunk of Vernon. In, th- in the late 30s. He was practically yeah. Mr. Cogburn at this point. Yeah, also, like, yeah. Adam West it was considered, like, virile of like masculinity and athleticism hey same with shatner hey but he didn't need no plastic muscles pure west for his bat suit that's right (laughs) oh man remember the bat tc (laughs) ryan do you have anything else to promote that's it (laughs) Um, watch watch 60s batman still legendary 
<laughs> you can follow the uh, the Twitter account for Say that as a WB employee for Batman sixty six signs, just signs from the show. Follow that Twitter account. Uh, I also want to thank this week our anime recap host for uh, Sam Leach for coming on, helping us out. Where can people find you, Sam? They can find me on Twitter at Lucky Chainsaw. Fantastic. All right, and um, Alex, where can the people find you? Uh, find me at Dude Exclamation on Twitter. Also, listen to um, Toe Yarrow. And uh, I'd also like to plug Redlines. Great movie. You should watch it. Yeah. Uh, if you thought Promare was good, well, let me tell you, Redline <laughs> kicks Promare right in the fucking balls. God, Redline just doesn't stop. Those are t- it's those, an adrenaline th- Those rush. are two completely different things. Yeah, racing... one of them's good. <laughs> <laughs> if the pod racing is your favorite part of the prequels, you love Redline. <laughs> yeah, and if you also like nonsense, and, you'll love Redline. Oh, yes. Also, Redline's got like a good dub. Of... Shout out to Patrick Seitz. That's right. right. Does, does Redline have a double-sided lightsaber, though? Uh, let's see. It's got a bunch of other weird shit. There might be. <laughs> and if you like characters that look like Space Dandy, you'll also enjoy yes. Redline. And Dice Kigori is in it. Yeah. R.I.P. Yep. Oh, oh, and, uh, and uh, Takeshi Aono. Also R.I.P. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and also uh, check out Force to Watch 4 Kids. Should be coming out in the next week or two. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we need to record it. Peek All behind right. the kimono. <laughs> And uh, Steve, where can people find you? You can find me on social media like Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at Steve Yurko. And watch season five of Rick and Morty. Uh, uh, and and uh, wait patiently for the season finale airing uh, next month. Right on. Oh boy, I can't wait, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can find Zach on Twitter at Zach underscore Logan. I am at Edward E. One Piece. I'm also at Weeb Trailers for old anime trailers. You can check that out. Uh, the podcast can be found at OnePiecePodcast.com, Twitter.com, YouTube.com, and Facebook.com slash OnePiecePodcast. OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, please subscribe. We just passed the eighth anniversary of our documentary, The One Piece Podcast Goes to Japan, as uh, edited by our good friend Jose Argumento. Go check that out by subscribing to our Patreon. We... It's a whole documentary of Zach's first trip to Japan with Greg, going around to significant locations in Oda's life and also in the story of One Piece. I think, yeah, he went to what was it? It was the, the the Jump Theme Park. He also went to Kumamoto to uh, see o- where Oda went to school and talked to some people that he worked with when he was in high school. So you can check that out. He went to the Barate, the steak restaurant. Check that out. Um, and uh, you can subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe on uh, iHeartRadio, subscribe, uh, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, or call us on our phone number. That's 347-497-MAJI. MAJI. MAJI. 347-497-6254. Call any time. Anytime. When you want. <laughs> your questions, your comments, and um, I don't know, which uh, Ace Attorney games Robin plays. Think about it. Uh, now, since Zach's been gone on the show, we've been, at the end of every episode, we've been having Steve go through a random One Piece character generator, and uh, we ha- we all have to go around and say something nice about that character. So, Steve, who have you selected for us this week? Uh, this one's going to be easy for all you old bastards on the One Piece podcast. It's most of us uh, right now. Because we got to say something nice. <laughs> we got to say something nice about... Yeah, way to Admiral. throw me in the ditch. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, youngin. With your I'm like 16. Does Sam even get the sign off? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. he did. I was succinct. That's okay. <laughs> old people like to ramble on about the old days back when we had to hike in the snow uphill. 
old gray mare. She Sam, like you got to realize, me. like, Sam, like, once you hit your 30s, that's when the Alzheimer's kicks in. So, <laughs> <laughs> so watch out. Uh, but no, this is easy for everyone, I think, including Sam, because we all got to say one nice thing, one thing we like about Admiral Kizaru. Hmm, cool. I sang and characterized him once using a George Takei voice. Yes, you did. Yes. It's on our website. It's, on one, of our Christ- it's on one of our Christmas specials. Don't listen to those. <laughs> I like both of his voices, uh, Japanese and... Actually, he has a new Japanese voice, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to say plenty of nice things about him, though. I like his English, too. Like, I remember always thinking, like, how are they going to do his voice in English? Because that's, like, such a specific inflection, but kind of like, I, I like... Like what they came up with. It's an old man's yeah, idea of what cool well. is. Is what that voice is to me. <laughs> he's, he's a very bright, bright character. But I'm Tish. His uh, his appearance in the show is like, oh, this is an incredibly overpowered power here. It's like the Straw Hats are screwed. Yeah. There's no obvious way I can think of for, you know, this is like Enru, but worse. <laughs> Yeah, it, with it, the, the power here. It's great because, like, he. I remember. I mean, most of us remember when that dropped, and like at the time, our concept riding a of, cannonball. Yeah, <laughs> riding a cannonball. I mean, Tao Pai Pai style. But like, mm-hmm. also, he's only our second admiral, and that was a huge thing when uh, finally yeah. we got another one and having a dominating power like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was the third one that we saw. We saw. Sakazuki in flashback. Yeah, True, people forget. Sakazuki was in power Robin though. flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I like that he's um, he's a sharp dresser, and uh, and that he's Kunie Tanaka, which admittedly I didn't know who Kunie Tanaka was until uh, until Kizaru showed up. So uh, for the less educated, they just say he looks like Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> No, he doesn't. Not at all. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, he looks more yeah, like... Uh, no, I mean, he kind of looks like Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. Yeah, now yeah. he does. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I guess. Which... More like Adam Sandler looks yeah, like... Yeah, I like Razor. that hairline, I guess. I mean, it's... it's the facial you hair. Know, it's evident It's evident in his, his name that, of course, he dresses in yellow, but he kind of... To me, I thought like he broke the mold of what a lot of uh, Marines and Navy men looked like. Uh, in one piece of that point like he really stood out um and i do miss his original japanese voice actor uh and show uh ishizuka because that dude was an absolute yeah. legend yeah he's amazing. Amazing. I, I i like that a character so was it, lackadaisy could also be incredibly intimidating yeah it, yeah it, it really works with kizaru uh Cause I think like he know like you know like he he could kill, and he's yeah. so nonchalant about yeah. it. I think Al- somehow yeah. that's Aokiji's also kind of like that, but Al- but like Kizaru is like he's here yeah, to yeah. kill. Like, he but Kizaru, he would kill you, not even think about. It. He would sleep at night fine. Yeah. Kizaru is still strictly business. Like Aokiji let Luffy go. He says like I oh, owe your grandpa. Yeah, one Aokiji soft. and then like uh, what's his yeah. face? I can't think Sakazuki. Of Sakazuki, but what was his uh? Akainu. Akainu. Akainu, thank you. Akainu. Akainu murders, but he does it for like a purpose. It's like he's driven to do it. it he, it's something he thinks he gets about. off yeah. on it. Yeah. He's got a whole ideology that justifies it and everything. Right. But Kizaru yeah. has nothing. It's like a sociopath. 
Just ex- well, that's just what comes from being so like so overpowered just from your power. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, he's got that sort of he's got that attitude when he's fighting as well. He's, he maintains a sense of superiority, <laughs> except when he gives up on shit. Like uh, <laughs> when uh, Rayleigh showed up and uh, Ben Beckman. All right. Well, this is no fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All in all, Kizaro is a swell guy. Stand. Whoa, Ben Beckman. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to not read that dialogue in in the snake voice. Oh yeah. Oh, Beta. <laughs> oh no, uh, Beta. All right. All right. Is anyone else have any more positive comments for Kizar? It speaks for itself. Okay. You got Ooh. enough. Okay, I uh, just want to thank everyone again for coming on the show this week. So, And we'll be back next week for a uh, manga recap of Chapter 1022 and an anime recap of Episode 988. And for the One Piece podcast this week, my name is Ed. My name is Steve. And my name is Alex. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.